Hey everybody, welcome to the One More Thing podcast for Marsh Creek Community Church. I'm Ryan Stockton, the pastor here, joined again by Andrea. Hey everybody. Hey folks, so gosh, you're sending all these really uh, great questions, but they're hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, you know, Andrea and I were just kind of thinking, you know, maybe next week we'll just do a little softball. Like, hey, what what do you like about Thanksgiving? What's what do you what's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? <laughs> Nobody's asked your, that. No one's asked that. You guys are asking these. Like I said, they're great questions, but golly, uh, but they're really good things to think about, and and it's stuff that we're all we all have to deal with. We all have to encounter these questions and deal with them as we as we see what's going on in our world. So they're really good questions to ask and. Andrea had a really good perspective about just wanting to make sure that people know, make sure that everybody knows that we're not the experts, right? No, no, we don't have your answers. Not really. Um, We're happy to tell you what we think about things and we try to bring a biblical perspective to the way we think. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and you know, these, we're not trying to end any conversation either. Right. And, And this is a little bit of an, I'll say an awkward forum because, you know, there's a question and then we talk for a while, but there's not that much back and forth. Right. You know, it's a lot more natural over the dinner table or whatever to say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just for what it's worth. (laughs) I wanted to represent our humility and a little bit of feeling you know, it's almost like a Dear Abby column or something, right? Like, well, what about this? And what should I do? And it's mm. like, who am I to tell you what to do or how to think? Or... Right, right. I don't know. Yeah. We do believe the Bible has some things to say to, to yeah. all these situations, yeah. but um, but we also recognize the limits of our own knowledge. And that will be no more, no more will that be apparent than this, than this first question here. This was actually submitted a couple weeks ago, and we figured we'd save it for this one because of the con- the conversation. The, the, the sermon topic of pursuing peace yesterday, or not, we're recording this on Monday, so the topic was yesterday. Um, so the question goes like this. The most recent podcast about Christian nationalism, so that would have been a few episodes ago, had me thinking about Christians taking sides. Earlier this year, there were a lot of Christians siding with Israel, putting up flags, making statements on social media and about standing with Israel. To be honest, I don't remember what happened at the time that made people speak out, this person says. Anyway, I have two acquaintances, one from Israel, one from Palestine. I watched them both posting on social media about their positions. And as a Christian, it felt really wrong of me to take a side because God's people are on both sides. If I did take a side and hold up my flag, wouldn't that be harmful to the other? How, could, how, would, they, how would they ever want to see or know the Jesus I know? The Jesus who is for all people. Admittedly, I'm not educated on the history of the conflict, but it just doesn't sit well with me to take a side. As Christians, should we be siding with Israel? I love that question. Hmm. I love the way that this person was really being very thoughtful about their influence on social media, the implications mm-hmm. of whatever they might decide to share with their, mm. you know, their online Yeah friends, followers, whatever. <laughs> um, it's. I think it's very easy for us to not think those things through well. Forget to, that our online social media interactions can have real world yes. consequences. And right, yeah. right. And I think it's really a really beautiful example of, yeah, I have these two friends, both of whom God really likes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 
And chances are, there isn't just one that's right and one that's wrong, one that's good and one that's evil, and I don't want to alienate anybody, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so what do I do when I hear from some prominent Christian sources, you should always support Israel over any other nation state in that type of conflict or in that area, mm-hmm. because Israel's talked about in the Bible. Right. To you, yeah. Pastor. Oh, <laughs> no, no, don't, don't do that. Well, actually, what I might do is toss it back to you because you, when, when we're talking offline, I, I want to get this metaphor out here first, I think. And this is a metaphor that Andrea brought up, and I thought it was brilliant, um, about our kids. Can you outline that, mm. that metaphor, that situation that we've encountered so many times in our home? Yeah. So it was very easy for us as new parents to assume the role of, well, a lot of things, but kind of referee, judge, jury, (laughs) executioner, (laughs) right, right. Right? Um, (laughs) of what we perceive to be justice in whatever conflict would come up between the kids, Mm. right? And sometimes we observed what was happening and felt like we knew pretty well who was in the right, who was in the wrong, who should apologize, how, Mm -hmm. you know, how all this should be <laughs> no. reconciled, you know, if you will. But there are so many times when we didn't actually know how it started. Yeah. It right? happened in another room. It happened in another room. Or... You st- you hear the crying first or the yelling first or the <laughs> banging or the whatever <laughs> the thing was, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so we would rush in all bothered and or whatever, upset mm-hmm. or, up, yeah. you know, worried about the person who was hurt. And, and then... And then try to figure out, okay, who started? <laughs> where yeah. did this come from? Yeah. I what had this, really happened? Yeah. What was true? I had this mindset that if I if I could figure out what happened, I could give a just and correct um, verdict, you know, mm-hmm. and, and make the correct outcome happen if I learned the truth. But what I found out was that it was my one child's word against my other child's word and I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was, I couldn't figure out. It's not that there wasn't a truth like what happened. You know, someone did start it. Someone did do something wrong, whatever. Um, I'm kind of stealing the story no, here. But okay. um, but regardless of what happened to start it off, the reality now was that they were tearing each other apart. <laughs> yeah, and the reality now is that both parties have hurt one another. Mm-hmm. Both parties have been hurt. Mm-hmm. Both parties need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and it's not my job to fix their problem. That's another. I mean, we can go there yeah, you another day on yeah. parenting. But <laughs> um but I mean, but it, that was a pretty big realization mm. as well to yeah. say, okay, yeah, yeah. what's happening here is is between the two of them, and I don't need to find out everything in order to help them pursue peace. Right. Yeah. And that and that's kind of where we want to bring this. We don't want to carry this metaphor too too far when it comes to the Israeli Palestinian conflict, because uh, it's 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 conflicts between nations, and it just gets so complicated and so many different things and, and ways that neither Andrea nor I are educated in or know. So our ignorance in regarding that situation specifically abounds. Um, but we can say 
that, you know, to, to the, the person who posed this question, the people that, God's lo- that God loves are on both sides. Yes. And in Scripture, we are not called to side with nations. We are called to side with justice and mercy and kindness and pursuing peace pursuing and, and the non-violent that, resolution non-violent of conflict, resolution right? of conflict. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah and so you know god's not calling us to support nations and 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 that's one of the things as you see a lot of a lot of christians will use scripture to support saying we should support the nation state of israel as it currently exists um, and they'll use a lot of Old Testament passages and some prophetic passages to say that that's the case. I, I can't, we don't have time in this podcast to get to all these all, every verse that is brought out in favor of all of that viewpoint. I will say, however, that I do not believe that I personally do not think that is using Scripture appropriately or correctly to say that we should support the nation state of Israel, given some of those. Uh, prophecy is talking about the Abrahamic covenant, uh, about God blessing the world through his chosen people of Israel. And he did. He, he brought Jesus about mm-hmm. through them. And and we should be, you know, we're, I'm thankful for the, the, the Jewish heritage and roots that we have in Scripture and uh, that we have inherited as God's people. But the Bible is not making the case for Christian support of a nation state. It's making the case that we should, that the church has grown beyond those bounds with the coming of Jesus, and that the Spirit has accepted Jews and Gentiles, and the church is bigger than this now. And we're all one family. Yeah. Christians in Israel and in Palestine and in the United States and all around the world, we are the kingdom of God. Yeah. And that's not to say that we shouldn't, we shouldn't support Israel. I'm not saying that. I'm not I'm not making a prescription as to what side Israel or Palestine we should be supporting as followers of Jesus. What I'm saying is there's probably when you see injustice happening from either side, you, that needs to be addressed. And where where oppression is happening, you need to stand on the side of the oppressed. Uh, in, in scripture where the, when there's oppression going on, God is pretty consistently on the side of the one who's being oppressed not on the oppressor. And that, that will happen when these, in these big nation, national conflicts, that's happening on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to you know, go to both sidism and say, oh, just because both sides are doing bad things, uh, it means that you know, we should just kind of let it go and not worry about it and whatever. I, you know, learn about this. Learn about the conflict. Do what you can to grow in your understanding of it. Um, but from a Christian perspective, I would not be comfortable saying that God is calling us to support any nation state, whether Israel or America, for that Mm. matter. God's calling us to something bigger than that. So I want to move on to the next question. I hate to say that we've addressed that, but we've we've (laughs) talked about it anyway. We've talked about it for 11 minutes. Yeah, we talked about it. There we go. Uh, So this next question came up, again, regarding the sermon uh, yesterday talking about uh, this question says, with the message of pursuing peace, I wondered about how to best reconcile my own thoughts of valuing all human life, which is a big part of the core value that we discussed. Reconciling the idea of valuing all human life with topics like abortion. Uh, This person believes that there are times when abortion could be necessary um, and and how it's not always such a clear cut 
uh, this is always right. It's always acceptable here. It's always wrong, whatever. Uh, there's nuance to the conversation. So how do you apply valuing all human life to the topic of abortion is, I think, the, the big, mm-hmm. it's, how you kind of yeah. boil that one down. Yeah, Ryan, you said something earlier about how in some of these conversations, it really is not or. Like we're, we're talking in some situations about one human life weighed against another, mm. right? And so, of course, this is not always the case when it comes to tricky um, abortion conversations, but sometimes mm-hmm. it is, right? Mm-hmm. Where you might yeah. be what you might be weighing the the life of a mother and potentially other children that she already has and is in mm-hmm. care of, right? Yeah. And and an infant who is also a human life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so how do you <laughs> how do you make the judgment calls to which human life matters more than the other? And like, because that's how you feel. That's what you feel like you're doing, right? When you make that choice, right? You feel right. So like, like asking you're saying, Batman to pick, right? This <laughs> this boat or that boat? Or, you know, that's oh, oh, yeah, yeah. In in the oh gosh, yeah. In, yeah. in, in the second, I was like, where are you going with Batman? Andrea, I'm impressed. That's a great reference. Batman and the Joker. When Joker uh-huh. has the two Staten Island ferries or Gotham Island ferries, uh, because it's in Gotham technically, not New York City. That's true, and it's them with each other too, right? Like they're like, are we going to yeah. end our life or are we going to take theirs? Oh, are we and we deserve theirs? it left or are they going to do? Yeah, a boat full of convicts and criminals right. uh, versus a boat of right. supposedly innocent people. Right, and they have the are they willing to, to make themselves yeah. a murderer? And yeah. what lives value more than the others? And God would say. Save them both, right? I don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> a human life is a human life. An image bearer is an image bearer. It's one reason why we emphasize yeah. the fellowness of the fellow fallen image bearers. We all have that in common, mm-hmm. uh, whether unborn or not, or, or born, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and so that's, that's what makes this conversation so difficult, is we want to value all human life. And at times when it comes to saving the life of the mother or the baby or whatever, at times about all we have, all we can do is ask God for wisdom and then make a choice and trust that God will be merciful. Uh, God is a merciful God and he sees our hearts as well as our minds and the end results of our decisions. And and, uh, we know that we're not going to get it right all the time. We know we're not going to make the choice right all the time, but but God is merciful, and when we are pursuing His His love for all people, and we're doing our very best to value people, sometimes there are such difficulties that we just we're not going to know if we quote unquote got it right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to ramble too much more on that. What do you have any more thoughts on that, sweetheart? Um, yeah, I mean, the other the other part of this person's question was basically addressing a concern of, is it possible that I am, that, that maybe there are topics or issues that I personally support, and in doing so, maybe I'm ignoring the case-by-case situations because, well, I always believe in blank, <laughs> right? Um, or do our... And or am I, you know, is the fact that I may make one decision in one situation 
saying that I, I'm coming from a relativistic perspective and I'm just kind of subjectively, well, in this situation, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna side this way. In that situation, I'm gonna side that way. And it's like, you know, we can kind of start to wonder like, okay, what am I standing on then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know? it's, it's difficult because truth is, you know, a lot of what people will talk about when they talk about a relativistic approach to life is, you know, what's true for you is not true for me. What's true for me is not true for you, which essentially completely devalues the the word yeah. true of any meaning. It makes it a completely useless word because inherent in the meaning of true is it's an exclusive, it's an exclusive concept that there is something true and there is something that is not true or something that is right and something that is not right or correct or incorrect. It's in the nature of the word. Uh, so to say that abortion is wrong as a blanket statement um, ignores the truth that there are two val- two lives that are valued by God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say that God desires abortion. We talked about this in our Elephant in the Room sermon, uh, how we believe that abortion is not something that God desires. And I do not believe that it is something that makes God happy and wants to see. But it's also not something that I think anyone who's even getting an abortion wants to see or wants to pursue. Uh, it's, you know, a lot of times they feel they have no option. They have no choice but to, to go through with this. And sometimes they don't. If, it, if it's in the case of, you know, again, threatening the life of the mother or something like that. There's so many, so many intricacies in this conversation. So many difficulties and nuances. Um, I, feel, I feel bad even bringing up all of these things mm-hmm. in this little podcast because we can never address all of it. But the unenviable position of the Christian is that we have the tension. We don't have the luxury of being simplistic mm-hmm. in these conversations. God doesn't allow that for us. We have to love and value the unborn and the already born, the mother and the baby. And um, what does pursuing peace mm-hmm. look like in that, you know, like pursuing peace and not to say what does pursuing peace look like in that situation, but as the question said, uh, how there's difficulties in knowing what is the right answer regarding abortion. It's what what is the right answer in certain situations regarding what does pursuing peace look like. And again, we can't give a blanket, here's what it always looks like, here's what it never looks like. But to whatever extent we can, whatever choice we make, it has to be in the direction of valuing all human lives, all image bearers made in the likeness of God. And you mentioned wisdom. I mean, that's really what, in case-by-case situations, right, mm-hmm. we're praying for God's wisdom. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it is mm-hmm. tricky when it comes to, you know, you say we don't have the luxury of being simplistic. We are all going to be asked to be very simplistic on Election Day. Right. Right? <laughs> And so that's why it's it should be really hard to be a Christian in yeah. this democratic society. Yeah, it should be hard. Yeah, it should yeah. be really you're being, hard. You people are telling you you need to be reductionistic, redu- reductivist, yes. reductivist, yes. whatever it is. Like you can only yeah. like <laughs> hot dogs and broccoli. I forget. How, yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got rid of the notes from our last last uh, podcast there, but right. But yeah. And you can't also value hamburgers, mm-hmm. right? That's what yeah. we're being told. And so that is a, yeah. it is it is an unenviable and oh man unenviable <laughs> position yeah. that we find yeah. ourselves in. Um, <clears throat> and what that means is. If people ask us what we think about certain things or whatever, that means conversations need to happen. And that's much harder 
Right. Than, and just picking a color. Then picking a color or yeah. s- s- tweeting out your position. You know, we shouldn't be able to explain our whole position as Christians in a tweet on any topic like, or even a tweet thread. Like it's just yeah. it there there's there's more to this. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, we have to value the relationships and having those kinds of conversations. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, we're going to move on. There's one more question that was submitted, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. It says, what does it look like for our church to actively pursue peace through reconciliation? What are some ways that you see Marsh Creek moving towards reconciliation in our community? Mm. Well, first of all, it's really exciting that this question is even asked. Yeah. Uh, And two, it's also exciting to see that there are lots of individuals in the church uh, for whom this matters. Uh, That's one reason why we worded the purpose statement the way we did, bringing healing and hope to our communities. Uh, That seems to be the beating heart of so many people at Marsh Creek, which is why I love it so much. And so this idea of reconciliation and pursuing peace seems like it's right right down our alley Mm. (laughs) at Marsh Creek. So that's great. Uh, So I just want to say that there are some rumblings and conversations uh, happening kind of in the background uh, regarding some uh, taking some steps uh, towards racial reconciliation uh, and uh, and bringing healing in that space, uh, both here in our own church family, uh, as well as racial reconciliation in the communities that surround us in the communities in which we live. Uh, so there are some conversations happening in that space, as well as a lot of people who place a high priority on the area of recovery and recovery ministry. So uh, so there's some conversations about that possibly being in our future as well. But at the moment, those are just in the conversational stage, nothing formal. Uh, but um, but I wouldn't be at all surprised to see some steps taken in those in those two areas in particular over the next year to two years. Yeah. And if there are other things that, you know, are on your heart that you feel God is saying, hey, we might be able to make an impact here. And this is a, another area, you know, bring it bring it forward and, yeah. and then pray about your own personal sphere as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of what, what does that look like yeah. for you? Because unfortunately, we also shouldn't have the luxury of saying, well, the church is doing ministry, so I don't have to. Right. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes, it is us. We are Marsh Creek. We are you Marsh are Creek, too. as the, uh, yeah, the membership class said uh, this past weekend. We are Marsh Creek. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking around with us for another one more thing podcast here. Four, three, here. or five, ten one more th- things. Yeah, they tend to be a little bit more less. <laughs> throw, throw some softballs next time. No, we'll, not really. We'll do- <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, it'd be really it's short. Fun. It's fun. It's a lot more fun to have real conversations. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> and, and again, these, these conversations are not the end of the conversations. So if you want to talk to us on a Sunday, we've had several people come up to us on Sundays and be like, hey, I listened to the podcast. I didn't agree with this. Mm-hmm. And some of them being like, hey, I did agree with this. And, and the conversations can continue to happen. So let's keep that up. That's awesome. Uh, we want Marsh Creek to be a place that is not afraid to have conversations uh, about, about things that matter, about things that are hard even. So we're not going to shy away from that. Thanks so much for joining us. And we will see you on Sunday, everyone. Bye.